Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this special episode for Women's History Month, we're going to spotlight Lucia May Harris, otherwise known as Lucy Harris. So sit back, guys, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so as promised, I have this special player spotlight, and it's going to be on Louisa May Harris, otherwise known as Lucy Harris. Uh, We've seen within the past year or so a documentary that was put out about her life. I'll talk more about that as we go on. The Queen of Basketball was the name of the documentary. It's a short documentary, about 22 minutes long. Uh, actually a buddy of mine, uh, we were talking about her, how we didn't know about this history there. And, um, but someone very vital to basketball as a whole, and I'll tell you her connection to the NBA as well. So let's get into it. So Louisa May Harris, otherwise known as Lucy Harris, uh, she played center. And she was 6'3", so uh, pretty tall for center at that particular time in history. So she was born in on February 10th, 1955 in Mentor City, and which is a small town in southern Mississippi. So South Mississippi, rather. Uh, she's her parents. Ethel and Willie Harris, both sharecroppers, her father, a vegetable farmer, and Lucy was the 10th of 11 children and the fourth of five daughters. She got interested in basketball. She would play with her brothers. They had actually had a hoop set, uh, one of a few families that had one at the time, so she would do that after school. She would go and play with her brothers in the yard. Her favorite players um, were Oscar Robinson, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Lou Alcindor, who we all know as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, uh, she attended Amanda L.Z. High School in Greenwood, Mississippi. Uh, she attended there in 1969. Uh, Greenwood, from where she lived, Mentor City, was about 22 to 23 miles apart, so a pretty good distance there. She was taller, much taller, than her classmates, and she was teased about it. In fact, they had a saying for her, long, tall, and can't do nothing at all. That's how they teased her. So that kind of gave her a complex about her height at that time. So so she, she joined the school's basketball team under coach Conway Stewart. She learned the fundamentals there of basketball uh, at the time. So, And she became the th- a three-time MVP, team captain, and was named to the all-state team. She also carried her team to the state tourney as well. And she scored a school, 
a school record of 46 points in one game. So, uh, dominating right off the start, it seems. Uh, for college, she wanted to attend Alcorn State, which is in Lorman, Mississippi. And it was HBCU, historically black college. But at the time, they didn't have a women's basketball program. So, uh, with that, uh, that created a problem because she wanted to continue playing basketball in college. So, one of the assistants from Delta State, uh, a Melvin Hempel, saw Lucy play and suggested to the legendary coach, Margaret Wade, to offer her a scholarship which they winded up doing. Uh, actually, it was a number of academic scholarships along with a work-study program to make up the uh, the bill. So, so that, she, that she did. So she ended up going to uh, Delta State, which was in Missis Mississippi, Cleveland, Mississippi, in fact. Uh, and her entry into Delta State coincide with Title IX. Title IX, of course, is the federal law, which states that no person, regardless of sex, and it was later amended um, on the Obama administration to include gender, uh, to be excluded from participating in any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. In other words, you know, the, uh, that would include sports, obviously. So this opened the door for women to play basketball in college. So, uh, so that law came down. So, so there it is. She's able to go to Delta State. Upon her arrival there, she was the only black player on the team. So, I kind of had her kind of withdrawn to herself, uh, particularly during her freshman year. In her freshman year, in fact, in 1993-94 season, the Lady Statesmen finished 16-2. But after a third place finish in their regional tournament, uh, they missed the qualification for the national tournament. So, uh, So the first year... Good record, but uh, couldn't qualify for the Nationals. So, But her team's fortune would change the following season, her sophomore season, with the arrival of Debbie Brock, the point guard who she actually uh, grew close to. So the team did qualify for the tournament and made it to the AIAW championship game uh that's the abbreviation for the association of intercollegiate athletics for women uh at this time the ncaa did not take over women's uh college basketball as of yet so it was done through the a i a w so and they they were actually undefeated at the time uh their opponent was Immaculata University, who had pre previously won 
three straight titles and they were known as the Mighty Max. So uh, they make it, so they make it to the final game and they play in a powerhouse like Immaculata. The game was nationally televised, but on tape delay, which was a first for women's college basketball. So Delta State won the game 90 to 81, thanks to Lucy's 32 points and 16 rebounds. Thus wrapping up a undefeated season of 28 and 0, and actually the only undefeated team in men's or or women's uh, 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 basketball. So, so uh, pretty outstanding stuff, I would say. Lucy for the tournament, her average was 34.5 points per game, along with 15 points eight rebounds and that was in four games and she ended up being the tournament MVP so moving on to her junior year in 1975-76 she led the nation in scoring with 31.2 points per game including a 58 point uh, game that she had against Texas Tech uh, Delta State and Immaculata uh, met in a rematch. Oh, by the way, uh, her coach, Margaret Wade, uh, coined the phrase before they uh, faced Immaculata the first time. Mind you, Immaculata's a Catholic, uh, Catholic uh, university, and she told them, uh, give them hell. So, kind of... Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting phrasing given that they're going up against a catholic school so anyhow so in any event uh they met in a rematch um the following season and in that re rematch they end up winning again 69 to 64 behind lucy's 30 points and 18 rebounds thus being named again tournament mvp and then for her senior year in 1976-77, they played one of the first games, women's college games at Madison Square Garden, a game in which she scored 47 points. So Delta State got into the national tourney again and for a third time, for a third straight time, and made it to the finals again. They went on to defeat LSU 80, no, 68 to 55. Lucy in that game, 23 points, 16 rebounds, and a third straight tourney MVP. So for a college career, this was her numbers. Four years, 115 games, the school's record, uh, one, 109 wins against six losses, including a run in which um, the, the tournament runs 93 wins against four losses. So pretty outstanding stuff. And she averaged nearly 26 points per game, along with 14 and a half rebounds during her college career. Dominance, pure dominance. She fi finished her career holding 15 of 18 team 
single game and career records at Delta State. She won the Broderick Cup, which is awarded to female athletes, and she won the first Honda Sports Award, which is awarded to the best women's uh, basketball player. And she won both of those in 1977. Now to her international play. Uh, she was selected in 1975 to the U.S. national team in both the Pan Am Games and in the FIBA World Championship for Women. Uh, this is in 1975. She competed in both. The Pan Am Games were in Mexico where the, her team won a gold medal uh, going undefeated 4-0. And then in the FIBA World Championship for Women in Colombia, um, in South America, and that team finished eighth place. So, um, she was also picked for the first women's basketball team to represent in the Olympics, and that was in 1976. And those games were in Montreal, up there in Canada. Her teammates were, and some of them were on the Pan Am Games with her at the Pan Am Games and the FIBA Games as well. Nancy Lieberman, who at the time was competing as a high school player. Uh, this is how good Nancy Lieberman was. She was out of uh, Far Rockaway, Far Rockaway High School. The great Ann Myers from UCLA. And Pat Head, who we all know as Pat Summit, representing Tennessee. Martin. So, um, for the Olympics, Lucy would make history by scoring the first points in women's Olympic basketball history, and she did it on a pass from Ann Myers in a upset loss that they had to Japan, 84 to 71. So, in the first game, they get upset by Japan, but they go on to win, to beat uh, Belgary and Canada, the host country at the time. And this set up a highly anticipated matchup of the U.S. versus the Soviet Union in a game in which they lost 112 to 77. And they did that behind the Soviet Union's center, who was 7 Seven feet, um, seven feet two, uh, Juliana Simonova, who in that game had 32 points and 19 rebounds. And Lucy said it herself that, uh, that Simonova, she was much taller, much bigger, and she didn't jump. All she had to do was extend her arms. Uh, basically, she was giving up pretty much a foot to Simonova, uh, Lucy was. So, uh, yes, yeah, so tough, uh, tough win, tough way to go, go out there. But in the follow-up game for the Civil Medal, the U.S. prevailed over Czechoslovakia 83-67, to a game that was nip and tuck pretty much in the first half, in fact, they ended up tied at the half. And then 
Team USA poured it on in the second half. So, uh, But the silver medal clinching game for the U.S. put the world on notice that the U.S. will be a contender for future gold medals, which they did. So, uh, Lucy finished the tournament, all five games, averaging 15.2 points per game with seven rebounds to lead her squad. So, with... With such a rich history there between international and collegiate, Lucy finished up when Lucy finished up her collegiate career. She received a call from an executive from the front office of the New Orleans Jazz, and in that phone call, he told her that um, she was just drafted by the team in the seventh round, the hundred and thirty-seven pick overall, and. They wanted her to try out for the team, actually. Now, with that, she politely declined the offer since she had just gotten married in February of, uh, of 1977. And she was actually pregnant at the time she received that call. So, so now, here's where the bit of history comes. She's technically the first woman drafted, but actually Denise Long was drafted in 1969 by the San Francisco Warriors. Uh, she was actually drafted in the 13th round, but the commissioner at the time, Walter Kennedy, he voided the choice, stating that teams cannot choose women or high school players, of which... Denise Long was both. So the pick was voided. So that that's why I say technically <laughs> uh, Lucy is the first woman drafted. Uh, there was an attempt made, but to no avail. So, And the biggest question that Lucy and many others had was, was this a pl publicity stunt by the New Orleans Jazz? Now, this was a team that finished 34. And 47. They were fifth place in their division. Uh, the only recognizable player they had at the time was Pete Maravich, who was a local favorite, but uh, the teams just couldn't get off the ground there. They were always having financial issues, so that's why the question sprung to mind. But where um, it has it from their front office that if um, Lucy came and tried out. It was a legit tryout. And if Elgin Baylor, who was actually the coach at the time, if he felt she, uh, she was good enough, she would have made the squad, supposedly. So um, that's a bit of history that I guess we'll never know. So, um, so I guess we'll have to wonder about that one. But Lucy was also drafted by the WBL at the time, the Women's Professional Basketball League, uh, what uh, many of the ladies back then, who's to, uh, who's around today, call the original W, as opposed to the WNBA that's here now. And this was in 1978, but she sat out a season after being disgruntled with the pay. Um, she did end up playing in 1979, an uh, 80 season, and her team actually made the playoffs 
with a record of 19 and 14, but lost in the quarterfinals to the San Francisco Pioneers. And oddly enough about that league, it was a short-lived league. It wasn't around all that long. So, um, yeah, so that was her last opportunity to play basketball. And, uh, and that was in 1980. She would not play basketball again after that. She became an admissions counselor and assistant head coach at Delta State. She also coached at Texas Southern University for two seasons. Uh, she got her master's in special education in 1984 and taught special ed for the high school as well as coached at her old alma mater, Amanda Elsie High School. Uh, like I said, she did get married. She married her high school sweetheart, George Stewart, in February on February 4th, 1977. Um, Health-wise, she was diagnosed as being bipolar soon after her playing days. This is what she mentioned in the documentary, documentary Queen of Basketball. So, but you know. Lucy, being the strong-willed person, was able to persevere over that because she was able to have these opportunities towards work and so forth. Um, then, later, she would become wheelchair-bound due to rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and then, uh, maybe about... Uh, a year or so ago, um, di director Ben Proudfoot decided to do a short documentary based on her life, which is called The Queen of Basketball. He first showed it to Shaquille O'Neal, who had no idea of the history of Lucy Harris. So he watched the documentary, was blown away by it, so much so that he signed on as an executive producer of this documentary. Uh, and uh, coming out, well, from the, her marriage to George Stewart came four children. Eddie, the twins, Chris, Chris, the, tw the twins, Crystal and Christina, and then the youngest, Christopher. Uh, so, the documentary comes out in about September of 2021, which is last year. And unfortunately, Lucy dies um, on January 8, 18th, 2022 uh, at a therapy facility. And this was just prior to her 67th birthday. So, uh, yes, yeah, so. So she, she was able to be around for the launching of her documentary. So, uh, so that's definitely great. Uh, the accolades for Lucy were being inducted into the Delta State University Hall of Fame in 1983. She became the first black woman inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame in 1992. And she was escorted into the hall by who? 
one of her favorite players, Oscar Robinson. She was also inducted into the inaugural Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, along with her college coach, Margaret Wade, her 1976 Olympic team, the historic team, and along with uh, some of her teammates, Ann Myers Drysdale, Nancy Lieberman, and Pat Summit. And this was in 1999. She was also inducted into the International Women's Sports Hall of Fame in 2005. And the highlights of her life, as she states in her uh, documentary, is her game and her family, uh, both of which very important to her. Uh, this is what others had to say about Lucy. This is from her coach, Margaret Wade. Lucy was mean underneath the boards. When she wanted to score, she could score. But the thing I liked about Lucy was she was a team player. She did what the team needed, and that's why we were successful. That's from her coach, Margaret Wade. Her college teammate, Debbie Brock. There was so much trust, so much love. In my mind, Lucy was the greatest woman's post player in the history of the game. Her game would translate right now. She was such a force, so talented and so strong, and she worked hard at it. And actually, one of Lucy's last um, things that she did was she traveled to Knoxville in her wheelchair uh, for... Debbie Brock's induction into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. And she last talked to Debbie Brock uh, for New Year's. She called her for New Year's uh, for 2022. And then within three weeks later, we lose Lucy. So uh, this is from her Olympic and international teammate, uh, Pat Summit. Um, Lucy was the first truly dominant player of the modern bas of modern women's basketball 63 and 185 hard muscle pounds of pivot pivoting to the rim force lucy helped us win that silver medal in 1976 without her we don't win it pat compared her to shaquille o'neal she was like Shaquille O'Neal, strong and so so strong and so physical, but great hands, great touch around the basket. That's from the great Pat Summit. Would love to do a spotlight on her one day. Uh, this is from her, another Olympic teammate, an international teammate, Ann Myers Drysdale. I'm just glad that somebody had the forthrightness to do to do that documentary. Lucy was the gold standard of what a center is supposed to be. I never played against her in a game, but I did pra did in practice, and I did not enjoy that one bit. You did not want to mess with her or catch one of her elbows. She was a great teammate. The thing with Lucy is that she was such a sweet, loving person off the floor. I loved her as a sister, and I'm going to miss her. That's from Ann Myers Drysdale. 
another person I like to do a spotlight on. She was, oh, she was good. This is from Langston Rogers, a former Delta State Sports Information Director. Lucy was the number one star of women's basketball. She just dominated. Nobody could dominate a game like Lucy could. She was 6'3 and weighed 185 pounds. She was a tremendous leaper and she was so strong. She had great hands. Lucy would be the first to tell, tell you she had a lot of help and she had a great coach, of course, Margaret Wade. But she was the driving force of three national championship teams. She means so much to Delta State. And this is the family statement upon her passing. We are deeply saddened to share the news that our angel, matriarch, sister, mother, grandmother, Olympic medalist, the queen of basketball, Louisa Harris has passed away unexpectedly in Mississippi. The recent months brought Miss Harris great joy, including the news of the upcoming wedding of her youngest son, Christopher, and the outpouring of recognition received by a recent documentary that brought worldwide attention to her story. She will be remembered for her charity, for her achievements, both on and off the court, a light she brought to her community, the state of Mississippi, her country as the first woman ever to score a basket in the Olympics, and to women who played the game around the world, played basketball all around the world. So, Lucy Harris, we salute you being the awesome force that you were, force of nature. Uh, when you think of the players of today, you think of Sylvia Fowles, you think of Brittany Griner, even going back, you think of Yolanda Griffin, the obviously Lisa Leslie, all these bigs. Um, Lucy Harris set the stage for those bigs to do what they do now. So, uh, Lucy Harris, we salute you for all you've done to the game. Uh, your presence, your memory will always live with us. And thankfully for the documentary we got from uh, the director, Bryn Proudfoot, who he himself calls her one of the most important athletes of the 20th, 20th century. And... I don't think that's hyperbole. Her place in basketball is very important. So, uh, again, we salute you. May you rest in power. And, uh, yeah, this this was... This, I really enjoyed doing this spotlight. Uh, I learned a lot about her history as well in doing the research for this. So, I really enjoyed this one. So, all right, guys. So, this was a special one for... Women's History Month. I'm going to have another one. Uh, I'm juggling between two people with NBA ties. More than likely than not, I'll probably do both. So it depends on which order I do it. So just stay tuned, guys. All right. So that's it for me. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Must appreciate it, guys. And we will talk soon. All right. Take care. 
So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at That Sports Dude GD at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content. <laughs>